The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager, only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Welcome back to another episode of Within the Lines, the podcast where two best friends use their patent-pending movie ranking scale to determine the true quality of a film. Today is Wednesday, June 7th, 2023, and we are back in person for the first time and I believe over a month because we had a digital episode before my road trip, Ty. It is great to see your beautiful face, and I'm excited to have you back in studio, a.k.a. my apartment. Yeah, I'm pumped. Uh, I think it was three three remote podcasts in a row, and we're back. Yeah, it feels great. Tyler's audio sounds a little bit better, although it wasn't bad to begin with. If anything, mine was kind of the bad one uh, when I was in the... The Baron Hotel Room, but we're back. We have a little bit of a road trip update, the, the conclusion of the the trilogy. Um, I only have one story to tell, and then, of course, we have perhaps the most anticipated movie of the year for this podcast to talk a lot about, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse tie. Mm. I I have so much to say about this movie, and I can't wait to talk about it. Skin of the show. of the time, it works every time. John Stamos. What? Did we just become best friends? Yup. I don't feel so good. I'm not fucking leaving. The show goes on. All right, Ty. So I have one road trip story for you and a little quiz. Mm. So road trip quiz. Yes, a road trip quiz. Nothing really is at stake. I was going to say if you got them right, like you get to go first with the next draft or something like that, but we won't remember um, that. We won't, and I didn't feel like doing ABCD, and it's just kind of like see how close Tyler can get because this is fun. Just challenge me. Uh, Last time we talked was before we went to Disney World. Um, Disney World was great, as always. Guardians of the Galaxy ride at Epcot. Best easy ride I've ever rode. Beat out the Avatar ride. It's like a way awesomer Space Mountain. Guardians of the Galaxy ride or Guardians of the Galaxy 3? Oh, that's a tough one. I don't know. Mm. They're close, though? It's close. Pure enjoyment out of both? Yes. Okay. I Guardians of the Galaxy 3 didn't make me go like yippy like a little child, unironically. Wow. Did the cr- ride make you cry? No, it didn't. That's okay. what, see, Avatar, the first time I wrote it, made me cry. So. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. I started, like, ironically going, like, yippee yay 
when I ride rides to make Gavin laugh, and now it's just bled into when I actually ride rides. And <laughs> you've done I it like so it. ironically for so long; it's unironic now. <laughs> yes, we also re- rode the Tron ride, which was fine. A little un- underwhelming, really? but it's fine. That's no. The fact that you're only calling that fine is such a disappointment. It's good. It's just it's short. It is pretty short. That's a disappointment because that ride was supposed to be like next level. It is. Don't get me wrong. Like it's cool. No, no, no. But, but like you shouldn't be saying it's fine. That wasn't their goal to create like, oh, this is good. You're not wrong. Yeah. No, that's a disappointment. Anyways, uh, the only road trip story I have to tell you, Ty, is we drove all the way from Orlando, Florida to Asbury, California. Got home today. You didn't do it in one shot. Three days. Four days, actually. We had an extra day. Uh, Went Orlando to New Orleans. I can say I've been to New Orleans. Kind of like Miami. Wasn't really our scene. (laughs) No. Bourbon Street. It's it's crazy, man. You know me and Riley. Yeah. Um, Did you get any, like... Like jambalaya, some crawfish. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I got some. I got some jambalaya and some some red beans and rice. Yeah. Riley got a po' boy. We went to the famous cafe something fondue mondu something like that. Okay. Um, where they have like, they were like they were built in like 1862. They serve beignets and like the wood chip coffee I've talked about before. Mm-hmm. Just tasted like chip cheap coffee. Oh no. Um, what I kind of I expected it to be bad, so. Yeah. It was actually better than I thought. I thought it tasted like wood. Um, <laughs> the beignets were delicious, though, to die for. Um, but the story I have to tell you is about the day we drove from New Orleans to San Antonio, the second day of driving, Ty. Okay. Because I once again got pulled over. No. I wished it upon you, and it happened. And this time I got my first ever ticket. No. <laughs> I got my first ever ticket, and you willed it into the universe, Tyler Wooten. And it's a bullshit story, too. I know you're <laughs> laughing, but it's a bullshit story. The cop was a total dick. And oh, my God. I, I'm glad this is entertainment for you. This is fucking great. I purposely didn't tell you and Victoria when you guys came in because it's hanging on our fridge. Luckily, you didn't see it. Oh, my God. So we're driving. And this happens. Well, we're driving, right? We're right. We're in Louisiana. Let me look up. I have a screenshot of where I got pulled over on Life 360 in case uh, – I want to fight it, which I'll get to later. Um, <laughs> so we're driving this location. We are in Louisiana. We are about halfway between New Orleans and the state border. Okay. And I'm cruising. I, I'm not a guy that goes fast. You know that. I, I cruise. I, I said last podcast, ironically, that I, I like to cruise control about seven miles over the speed limit because I feel like that's a safe number. No one's going to pull you over for seven miles over the speed limit. They shouldn't. So I'm cruise control in 77 in the left-hand lane. This is a two-lane highway, uh, as is much of, like, the country once you, you know, get out of the big city. And cars are passing me. Like, you know, cars are going fast. They're going up to 85. The speed limit's 70, and I'm doing 77. I'm cruising on cruise control, right? Not a care in the world. We come up. There's, like, a hill. It's not a huge hill, but it's a hill. And usually when we start climbing a hill, I'll turn cruise control off because when it starts climbing a hill, it goes up to, like, 6,000 RPMs, you know, and I just – I'd rather just take control and whatever. Hmm. So I take cruise control off. I go up the hill, and it's like it's a kind of steep hill. It's not like a long hill, but it's a kind of steep hill. So I let off the gas, but I, I pick up in speed naturally, and it has like a slight left curve. So I get up to like 80 in a 70, which still isn't like that egregious, yeah. right? Unfortunately, what had happened was all the cars in front of me that were going way faster than me like pulled ahead of me. So the flow of traffic was up there with a bunch of cars, and there wasn't really anyone behind me. So I was kind of by myself. Like I'm, I'm – I'm a prime target for a fishing cop. So I come around the bend. He's hidden behind the bridge or whatever, unseen. Radars me, pulls me over at uh, 80 miles an hour in a 70. When I was going downhill, wasn't even accelerating or anything, wasn't changing lanes, literally pulls me over. 
and the guy was fishing tight. It, it was it, it pissed me off. I was very upset. If you would have caught me on Tuesday or one Monday, whatever day this was, I would have gave you a full rundown. Would have talked about it for thirty minutes. Riley had to tell me to stop talking about it because I just kept talking about it all day. <laughs> just kept working yourself up. He pulls me over, and the guy's like, he's younger. He comes gets out of the car, and I'm like, oh, he's younger. Maybe I can get out of this. And he's just like, he has wait, no. Wait, wait, wait. Did Riley have her glasses on? Yes. Oh, okay. That's how you know this guy's a jerk. Yeah. No real small talk. The only thing he says is like, oh, you guys went to Disney. And that was it because he saw our Disney bags. Pulls up. He's like, I pulled you over because you were doing 80 and this is a 70. I was like, oh, I'm sorry, officer. I had my cruise control set to 75. I said 75. It was 77. Um, you know, it, whatever. I should have said it went downhill and I, I didn't notice. I didn't say all that. I was like, I just had my cruise control set. I didn't realize, you know, a lot of the highways are 75, by the way. And he doesn't even say anything. He's like, can I just have your license? Doesn't even check registration. So, like, <laughs> this guy just wants to write a ticket. Like, yeah. he's not even checking anything else. 200 yards in front of us is a cop pulled over another car, giving him a ticket. On the other side of the highway is two more cops that are speed trapping. And it's a small town. Jennings, Louisiana Wait, is what the name day? of the town. What day was this? Uh, this was the 5th. Monday, oh, June 5th. Beginning of the month. Yeah. So... This was Jennings, Louisiana, by the way. And if you just look up the Jennings, Louisiana, uh, let me let me read this for you. Jenna, Louisiana Police Department. I want to read this for you and the podcast. Uh, let's go there. I got to look up reviews. I got this on my phone earlier because there's Google reviews. I don't see the reviews now. This is this is bad. This is bad oh, for me. No. I have um, eight Google reviews. Did you do you see them? How'd you get this? I just typed in Jennings Police Department, clicked on it. It gives me, like, their address, and then right under their address on the right-hand side, you get eight Google reviews. I see. <laughs> How did you get these? Anyways, <laughs> reviews. Okay, yes, these are the reviews I wanted. Uh, Jonathan McDonald, eight months ago. I live in Georgia, was passing through, and this is this HIC town. I don't know if that's a – I don't want to – You can say Hick Town, I think. I had my cruise at 72. A car besides me passed. The officer said he clocked me at 81, but it was the car besides me passing me like a sitting duck. My daughter witnessed my speed. He said he had a laser on me. It'll cost me more to fight this ticket than pay, considering I'm in Georgia raising two kids. I did not get the name of this officer, but Officer 577, I hope you enjoyed this money. A whole week's pay. Blah, 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 blah. Another review. Officers sit on the side of the road. So officers hide on the side of the road. Not only that, they predict your speed instead of actually clocking your speed. Honestly, they just need people to... Stop to make their money. Small city board cops, bad attitude as well. So this is a trend. Um, it's not great. He, he gets my license. He goes back to his car, writes me up a ticket, comes back, explains thoroughly how to pay the ticket online. Oh, $280 for going 80 and a 70 tie. <laughs> $280. Explains thoroughly and then says, if you want to fight it, call this number. It's your word against mine. Have a nice day. And just leaves. What a piece of shit. I look at the ticket. The fucker messed up the court date appearance. He said the court date. He wrote that the court date on that was that day at 1.30 p.m. And I was like, I was thinking, like, should I stay in town and fight this if the court date's really today? Like, see if his ass shows up later that day. I call, try to get the people, couldn't get, couldn't get a hold of him. Call again when we stop in Texas. Finally get a hold of him. And I'm like, hey, like. I've never got a ticket before. I don't know what to do. He said to call his number. This officer didn't leave his name. He didn't sign it. All he wrote was the infraction and that the court date was today at 1.30. I was like, I don't know what to do. Like, do I need to pay this before 1.30 if I get penalized? And the lady's like, you know, oh, sorry, sir. That's actually human error. Your court date's going to be on October 11th, blah, blah, blah. And you know me. I don't snap at people. And, like, I pre-apologized before I said this. And I said, 
I'm sorry, ma'am, but if this officer can't fill out this ticket properly and it's human error, do we really trust his judgment on what speed I was going on the highway? <laughs> and she was like, I'm not the one that writes the tickets, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, well, if I want to fight this, what can I do? And she's like, you're going to have to come all the way back to Louisiana. Or she's like, you're going to have to appear in your court date in Louis- like on this day, October 11th. And I was like, ma'am, I live in California. Like I was passing through town. Like that's not possible. And she's like, well, you're just going to have to pay it then. And I was like, ma'am, I have no – like I went on. I was like, I have no infractions. Like I don't want my insurance to go up over this bogus. I think it was bogus, blah, blah, blah. Like, And she's like, well, maybe we could change it to a non-moving ticket or something. That way it's not on your permanent record, but you still have to pay it. And to me, that's – we want our money. Yeah. That's what this is all for. <laughs> um, I've looked into it. I guess I can hire someone in the state of Louisiana. It's Louisiana law, which they didn't explain this, of course. I can hire someone to show up for me and fight it. Fuck yeah. Um, I don't know if I want to do that. I mean, if it's cheaper than paying $280. I think it's a principle at this point. And I told Riley, I was like, I might pay more money to go back to Jennings, Louisiana, in the middle of nowhere, and fight this damn ticket. Just in principle. Because I know this officer's not going to show up. Like, they're literally <laughs> speed trapping. And, like... He didn't pull me over right away. Like, I got kind of far ahead of him. Then he pulls out and pulls me over. He saw my fucking plates. He saw I was California plates. I wish I would have taken a picture of the car in front of me to see what his plates were. Um, and because I get bet you it wasn't Louisiana or, you know, Mississippi or something. Like, I think they're just trying to catch travelers where they can and pull you over for 80 and a 70, which is, yes, I guess technically by the law of the land, yes. But they were very purposely set up. On a hill where yeah, cars are going to pick up where speed. people speed up and they can get right easy tickets. And people were fucking, like, pulling from me. I get out. It was hilarious. Like, he pulls me over. I get out. I set my cruise control at 70 to, like, prove a point, And cars are just fucking flying by yeah. me, dude. And there's still cops on the side of the road just not pulling anyone over. And I'm just like, you guys are – I was pissed. I was fucking pissed. So, fucking I don't know if I'm just going to pay this or I'm going to do something. I need to call them back because – when I called her the first day, she's like, the ticket's not in our system yet. In 24 hours, it will be. Then maybe we could change it, blah, blah, blah. But it was ridiculous, man. And I wonder if there's, like, a loophole. Like, this guy didn't even fill out the ticket right with the court date. Like, can I, can I like, go to, like, a higher thing and be like, I the court I showed up on this day at 1.30 and they told me it was the wrong day. Like, you could probably do that if you could go to the Louisiana court. But the reason they wrote you a ticket is your California plates and you're never coming back for that court date. So you're just fucked and you have to pay it. If the cop doesn't show up, though, it's, like, waved right away, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much, because it's your word against his, and there's no word. But you have to go all the way back to Louisiana to fight it. And that's why that's out of town. It's so easy for them to just be like, yep, here you go. Fuck you. Pay the money. Hey, are the Saints in town on October 11th? (laughs) You want to go catch a Saints game? (laughs) We could make this. uh... (laughs) I think Jennings is, like, two hours out of New Orleans. (laughs) Let's take a look at the NFL season here in Saints tickets. Um, October 11th would be October 15th. Oh, Jay, we got two away games back to back the 8th and the 15th. That's unfortunate because that could have worked out great. We have fucking four away games in a row. Five away games in a row? (laughs) You're kidding me. (laughs) Great sports talk. Maybe I'll fly into Lafayette. Lafayette's right outside of it. We play in Carolina. We play in Green Bay. Oh, I'm a fucking idiot. My bad. Um, we then go home. Okay. So we're back. That's okay, Ty. I mean, if you want to make a two-week trip out of it, the first we have a home game against the Buccaneers. <laughs> you will have to stay until the 11th. Um, I don't know. This is all I, I – I, I want to fight it out of principle. Maybe call, see if you can get it changed. Like, hey, I won't be able to make this court date. Is there any way I can get an extension on it? Can I be there the week of the 19th when the Saints play the Jaguars because those will be cheap tickets anyways? Yeah. 
just throwing it out there. Yeah, drivers. So they didn't explain this to me. This is on a, a website, the Crescent City Law Firm. Drivers from out of state that get a speeding ticket do not have to appear in court to fight their ticket. Instead, they can hire a local New Orleans traffic ticket attorney. Um, this is Louisiana, not just New Orleans, but this place is based in New Orleans. They can hire a local New Orleans traffic ticket attorney to represent them on their day in court to argue their case. If I was one of those cops, I'd get a side gig working at that law firm. <laughs> I'd write the tickets and be like, yeah, I'll go to court for you. I feel like there's a case to be made, though. Like, if he didn't fill it out right, like, that right away should be like a... Yes, there is if you can go to court. 100%. If they fuck up the ticket, you could fight it in court. But you can't, which is why they give it to you, because you're an out-of-state plate, and you'll never come back. No, you're fucked. As someone going through, like, another state far away, that you're completely fucked with our system. This is bullshit. It's just yeah. a small town just trying to... $280. Yeah. Like... I, I told Riley this. Like, it's not even about the money at this point. Like, I can afford that. But, like, it pisses me off that, you know, there are actual cops in this town. Instead of doing something, like, productive and, like, helping their town, there's four of them just sitting there, like, just trying to make money. Like, and this was a younger cop, so I bet you he was trying to make some sort of quota to make his boss happy. Like, oh, yeah. Like, dude, there's people, like, you could ruin people's, like, lives. Like, $280 is a lot to some people, especially in the South. Um, wow. It's just, well, it's factual. If you break it down, you know, much, house income. Much uh, lower cost of living. That is true. Um, but, yeah, it, it's 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 ridiculous, man. It's ridiculous. Yeah. No, they got your ass. Um, real pieces of shit. Let's get into the road trip quiz, Ty. <laughs> this is reopen the can of worms. I love this. I'm, I'm, do you agree with me that this is bullshit, though? I do agree with you that it's bullshit. I was going to say, I'm sorry, I wish this evil upon you. Yeah. Um, it makes for good content, though. It's pretty funny. <laughs> I did tell Riley that. I was like, at least I could talk about this on the pod. <laughs> Very funny. And I apologize. All right. My 200, how much was it? $282. And, you, of course, they charge a 15% processing fee. Oh. Uh, 15? Yeah. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Yeah. I might, if I can, I might, if they, like, let me mail them the money, I might yeah. mail it to them in pennies. That would be great. I'll fucking pay. I'll pay. They'll probably like, make you like roll the pennies, but no, I will. I'll pay the hundred dollar shipping fee for an oversized package and pay to them in fucking pennies. Do it. I love that. You should. Um, what is the bill times fifteen percent for the processing fee? Like, how much are you gonna pay? Well, it was two eighty. I think it was two eighty two after the processing fee, so it was okay. like two fifty or whatever plus um, twenty seven or whatever it was. If you really want to piss yourself off, take a look at how nice of a mixing board and mic we could get for two hundred eighty two dollars <laughs> that you're gonna spend on that stupid fucking speeding ticket. Because I bet we could get at least you ever get, get a it. ticket. Yeah, yeah, I got a few. A few. <laughs> I mean, like <laughs> two, I think. Were they two hundred eighty-two dollars? The one was. I was in my dad's truck, actually. Oh wow! Did um, they take your registration at least? Yeah, I don't know. This guy didn't even check my registration. The, well, the, my situation was the exact same thing. I was speeding on the back way to Big Bear, where it's just wide open, nothing everywhere, mm-hmm. and I went over a hill, and it was fucking downhill, and he was like a mile and a half up the road, and oh, you're speeding up, and like. Yeah, but no one's fucking around, dude, and I'm going downhill the same speed as everyone else. I was very mad about that. Got a parking ticket because my registration, I didn't have my new tags on it. My car was sitting on the street. Oof. Yeah. I Which, I had my registration paid, but I didn't have the tags on it. They're real dickheads. I need to complain to this about Miko, see what he thinks. Um, also, I know someone that's a CHP officer and see maybe ask him for some advice on how to fight this. They're going to tell you you're fucked. I just, I, that's... Wouldn't it be fucking hilarious if I showed up to that court date, though? And you know what would be even funnier is the cop also shows up to that court date, 
and you go out of your way to go back and you still have to pay the fucking ticket. That would, that would be so much funnier. Okay, if I do decide to go ultimate pettiness and show up and fight this ticket, I will vlog it. Okay. <laughs> For everyone. I will make a vlog out of it. You think you can sneak like a body cam into the court? I'm sure I could. They make like yeah. those Ray-Bans makes those sunglasses that are have the, gla- the cameras in them. Yeah. Isn't Great. it like California's a one-party state, right, where I just have to tell them I'm recording the phone call? I have no idea. Because I might like record the phone call when I call the people and like be like – I. I I told Riley, like, can I sue the city of Jennings for this? <laughs> She's like, no. And I was like, I think I might have a case. Now, you technically were still breaking the law, <laughs> so I don't think you have a case, like, suing them. Uh, I do think, like, the ticket's fucked, and him fucking it up is fucked, but... No, you did still break the law. I, I will note that. I was going the flow of traffic, baby. 100%, which was breaking the law. <laughs> I fucking hate... <laughs> but, still bullshit. We'll tell you... Well, I don't want to tell you that, actually, because I might give away. All right, road trip quiz before we jump into Across the Spider-Verse. Okay. Question number one, Ty. Yeah. And this counts all of it, not just, like, the excuse me, the highway portion. This was on my odometer. 32. 3,200 miles. How many miles did we drive in total? 3,200 miles. From here to the other side of the country and back. I have... I have the worst fucking sense of how big the United States is mile-wise. I don't know. I have no fucking clue whatsoever. <laughs> you know when I repeat the question, that was a bad answer. <laughs> I have no fucking clue. You could tell me 1,000. You could tell me 15,000. And I'd be like, yep, sounds right. I have no sense of mileage. Six thousand. Okay. okay. 6,265.5. You meant there and back? Yes. Oh, so that's why I guessed three. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. We drove 6,265.5 miles, Ty. I'm sure if I wanted to, I could be like, whoa, it took you this many hours, 60 miles an hour. I just, <laughs> off the fucking cuff. So is the country about 3,000 miles wide? Uh, I believe Give so. Give or take? Yeah. I usually like 3,300. Uh, I'm not, that feels like I'm proud of myself for that answer. Okay. Question number two. <laughs> How many, this is a good one. This I thought of during the trip. Okay. How many loves travel stops did we pass during oh the road trip? God, how did you fucking keep track of that? Okay, so you I have like was, a baseball pitch clock thing, and you just like had it on your fucking thumb the whole time. I was telling you before the podcast, I was looking for a specific picture because in each loves, <laughs> there's a giant map that has every location. <laughs> All the loves. Um, I forgot to take a picture of that, and I forgot to look, so I found like a website that actually had them all, and I was able to just to go through and look at all of them. So now, is loves the one that's mostly like East Coast? I don't know, because I thought they were yellow like, and red. I'll give you a hint. There's one I've in Barstow. One, yeah, I've seen one. Okay, I've seen one before. So, But I didn't know if that was like Arizona where like Whataburger, I don't view as West Coast, but it's there. We're going to go with... It's not... Now, no. are you specifically saying on the freeways you took? Yes, like we passed them. Like we like could have gotten off in recent... Yes. Okay, because I'm sure there's a lot in between here and Florida, like in a 10-mile yeah. range or something, depending on the freeway you're on. We're going to go... I guess 3,200 miles, we're going to drop the zeros. We're going to go 32 loves there and back. 30, wait, think about your logic real quick. We didn't drive 3,200 miles. We drove 6,265 miles. Yeah. So why would you drop the zero with 3,200 miles if we drove twice that? Because I don't know how many loves there are per mile. It's just a fucking number. I don't know. Figure maybe they're, you know. Couple, couple here, couple each state, couple every once in a while. I don't know how big of their monopoly is on the market. Like, yeah, they're big, but like, 
how many of the, like, you probably passed way more truck stops than just Love's. I will say the pilot truck stop seems to be more frequent. Yeah, see? But we always stopped at the Love's because they had nicer bathrooms. Okay. I stand by it. 32 truck stops that are specifically owned if, by Love's. If you would have done the same logic but used the actual mileage instead of... 64? Close. 67. Damn. That's we a lot of 67 Now, are you counting Lubs. that twice? Like one, two, you passed it twice. We didn't late? go the same way home. We took the oh, 40 on the way out. But that's what got the me. The 10 freeway no, on the way home. No, that's what got me because I'm like there on that freeway. If you would have told me another freeway back, I wasn't doubling it. <laughs> yeah, we took the 40. No, I've, look, all things considered, 10. I've been nailing this quiz so far. <laughs> What's my next question? I'm ready. Okay, this is a two-part question. <laughs> the first the first part of the question is very easy. Yeah. What state took the longest to drive through? Texas. Okay. And how long did it take us to drive from the eastern, from Louisiana? Because the way there, we actually drove through the top hat of Texas, but that didn't take very long. Okay. Um, Easter, the Louisiana-Texas border to the Texas-New Mexico border. How long did that take us? So if I'm not mistaken, from like the farthest, farthest points in Texas, if you were to like take the worst possible route, go to the farthest whatever point, farthest whatever point, it's an hour across, or a day across Texas, 24 hours. I will say we stayed on the 10 freeway pretty much the whole time. So okay. um, we didn't have to like. So I'm, I don't think it's the farthest point, but I do think you could spend an entire day driving and still be in Texas if I'm not. I could be bullshitting here, but I thought I heard that somewhere. Um, I'm going to guess. I guess 32 for my last one. I'm going to cut that in half. We're going to go 16 hours. You're pretty close, Ty. In Texas. Final the, guess. 13 hours if you were to drive from the Orange Travel Center in Texas, which is right across the border, to the um, – I just did it on Google Maps because I didn't actually time this. But from the Orange Travel Center on the right side, and then if you drove to the – let me find what I routed to – Diablo Fireworks in New Mexico. <laughs> takes It was 12 hours and 58 minutes, so I said 13 hours. I love that. Does it look like you could squeak out 11 more hours if you took a worse route? Looking oh, at yeah. Okay, because I'm pretty sure that's a thing. It's like you can start in yeah. Texas, drive an entire day, and still be in Texas. Oh yeah, for sure. Okay, if you started, I bet you if like you the were southern point to the northern. If you were coming from Tex Line, where's that? Uh, like the top left of the top hat. Okay, of Texas, and you were driving all the way down to like past Houston, all Boca the way down Chica. To the Gulf. That sounds like a good time. Boca Chica to Tex Line. Let's Boca see. Boca Chica, if your city name is Boca Chica, that's Mexico. That should be owned by Mexico. That shouldn't be Texas's. Well, it's right on the border. That's what I'm saying. Like, Mexico needs to invade. <laughs> that's their city, and they know it. Tex Line to Boca Chica is... Where's the Alamo at, actually? Oh, only 14 hours and 20 minutes, actually. No. Wow. 929 miles. The Alamo's in San Antonio. We actually stayed right next to it. Wasn't that like the big battle for Texas yeah. was the Alamo? What happened, yeah. It's all the way in the center of Texas, nowhere near the border. No, San, well, San Antonio's a little south. It's like... Well, yeah, but like there's... It's a pre, it's pretty equal left border, right border. Yeah. I will say uh, when we drove through El Paso um, on the way, which was yesterday, the worst day of driving because we drove for like 13 hours. Um, we drove like right next to the border and Riley was asleep. So I didn't get to share this with her, but like, it's crazy. Like I, I could kind of see over the border and it, it, it's crazy. Cause they had a bunch of houses, like just how different it was like that. Like we were on the, the highway and there was houses on the right and they were big kind of just traditional Texas houses. Like you would imagine. Mm-hmm. And on the left, it looked like the map favela from modern warfare Two. Like it wow. was just completely different. And then, you know, I started having the thoughts of like, 
there are people who believe if I was born right here in the exact spot I'm in, I deserve certain things. But if I'm born a mile to the left, I don't deserve the same things. And that just made me a little mad. So I stopped thinking about it. It's pretty crazy. Did you go see the Mexico border? I saw like the wall as I was driving by, but we didn't like stop, stop. Because like nice. I said, we drove 13 hours. Last thing I will say before we jump into the review. That was it for the quiz? Yeah, only three questions. Okay. You kind of failed. I think um, I did fucking wonderful. It was it was the the test giver who failed. No, I think I think we both did a good job. I think there were solid questions with solid answers to back them up. We stayed at last night the Casino del Sol in Tucson, Arizona. Okay. If it wasn't seven hours away, would be a perfect bachelor party stop like place for us to go. Um, it was I just, don't know if you know this. We can go wherever you want for your bachelor party. I don't want people to fly. We could go though, 15 hours. And I don't away. want to drive seven hours again. <laughs> it's your bachelor party. I'll rent a minivan and I'll drive. <laughs> it was just nice. It had like a nice big casino with a poker room, but then it was also attached to a golf course and it also had like a day spa and then it had like a really nice pool and everything. Like it was just, I just, I want you to close your eyes and picture this Jay. <laughs> All right. My eyes are closed. We're driving to tech. We get not to Texas, Arizona. We get yep. there, right? Yep. You're in a poker room. You're having the time of your life. Okay. Brandon's there. Brandon's there. Yep. I'm playing poker for the first time. I have no idea what I'm doing. Losing all my money. Won't be able to afford gas on the way back. (laughs) Okay. You wake up the next you wake up the next morning. Yeah. Eight thirty tea time. You're feeling great. You have a long day on the course. Play eighteen holes. You what are you trying to break? Um, how you been shooting here recently? I wanna break eighty for the first time ever. (laughs) But what have you like realistically been shooting here recently? Mid to high eighties. You shoot an 81. Okay. All right. Great day. You're feeling wonderful. You are a little sore, though. You've been in a car for a few hours. We yeah. follow that up. 2.30 appointment at the spa. You get a full body massage. You're That'd feeling incredible. Close your eyes. Oh, sorry. I thought this. Okay, sorry. You're feeling incredible. You finish up. We go get some food from the Soul Bar. I don't they know. They had like five restaurants on site. I love that. Whichever one, we go get some food. Mm-hmm. Follow that up. Post massage. You're back at the casino. Danable. <laughs> Feeling great, feeling loose, winning more money. Sounds like a great time. Yeah, it does. It the does. rooms are very nice, too. I'm sure there's probably closer casinos we could do that at, but <laughs> I was telling Riley, like, this would be perfect. And I was only there for, like, 12 hours. I was kind of sad about it. I mean, we could spend more than 12 hours there. <laughs> I love that exercise, Ty. Do you want to get into Cross the Spider-Verse? Oh, let's talk about it. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc 
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Miles Morales has become New York's one and only friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. But when a new threat to the Spider-Verse arrives, he must once again team up with alternate versions of himself and show what truly makes him unique. Good synopsis, Ty. I know you, yeah. you struggled with that one a lot, so um, I'm proud of you. Proud of you for, for turning out a good synopsis. Thank you. That was a, it was a tough one because this is very much a part one. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is. Um, before we jump into the movie itself, well, I will say 96% on Rotten Tomatoes for both audience and critics. Great score. Um, it's become a, a tradition here. Just how was your movie going experience? How was the movie theater for you, Ty? Went to the drive-in. Yep. Um, it was the busiest I've ever seen the drive-in since going there. By I, far. I love that for them. Not even close. Um, it was fucking popping on a Sunday night. Wonderful experience. Uh, looked great. Sounded great. We weren't immediately, we weren't planning on going on the Sunday night. It was last second. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have plans during the week. Let's just go. Hopped in the car, cruised on in there. I was in some sweats. I was real comfy. Great experience. Very much enjoyed it. Nice. Uh, we went and saw this. Uh, I'm ridiculous. If I seem a little distracted, I went on Google Street View of where I got pulled over. I'm just looking at it. <laughs> Reminiscing. We went to a theater in Orlando. We went to, it was called the, gosh dang it, I'm not going to remember, the Studio Movie Grill. And it was a theater where Ooh. you order food and they deliver the food to you and everything. Um, it was nice. The theater itself was nice. The recliners was nice. The food was okay. I mean, it's movie theater food. What can you expect? I can expect decent bit out of movie theater f- food if it's Studio Movie Grill. Yes. Don't put it in the name if you don't have good food. Fair enough. Um, Riley liked her food. My food was whatever. Like, it was just... What'd you order? Just chicken ch- chicken strips. Okay. So, I mean... Yeah, you don't get a right to complain. <laughs> no, but it was, you know, the only downside of it was the fact that there was kind of a lot of talking because um, people were like, Sometimes ordering stuff during the movie. Well, only in the beginning. Okay. Um, it wasn't like the whole time, but, you know, it happened. So it is what it is, but movie theater experience was great. I mean, it was the, – the theater itself was great. The sound was great. I know I saw some people complaining about, like, the audio mixing in Into the Spider-Verse. I'm not sure if you saw that. Yeah, I did. Our theater was so goddamn loud, it didn't really matter. <laughs> so, like, when the <laughs> when the really loud moments happened, it was really loud. It shook that, shook that place. Um, screen was good. Everything was good. I noticed a little early on that it sounded quiet, and I was like kind of fucking with my car sound mm-hmm. a little bit, but was, I had no problems. Yeah, yeah. So I know other people have complained about that, but look, Ty, I mean, vacation bump always happens. I don't think this movie needs it. Um, oh, no. Obviously, it's the first- real organic. <laughs> the first movie is highly, highly touted. 
uh, best animated picture of that year. It was 2018 before we started doing this, so we never actually properly reviewed it. Um, a lot of people say it's their favorite superhero comic book movie of all time. And then in comes this one, over the top, sequel maybe better than the original, depending on who you ask. I mean, bare minimum to par. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, we'll we'll get into it when we break down the scale. But look, it, it's hard to make movies that are this universally loved and this it's even fresh. harder to make two of them. <laughs> yeah, especially in a genre that's so watered down and has had some hit and misses recently. Although our last superhero movie reviewed, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, was really good. So we're, we're kind of <laughs> feeling good right now. But I was very excited for this. Um, I was very excited to talk about it. I know you're excited to talk about it. Um, is there any talking points you wanted to bring up before we jumped into the scale? Yeah, so a couple of things. Um, it's been five years since the first movie. I didn't realize it's been that long. Mm-hmm. They luckily like did all the stuff back to back, if I'm not mistaken. So the next one's next year. We don't have to wait as long for the fina- uh, final part of this trilogy. Thankfully. Um, one thing I wanted to bring up is this is a Sony Spider-Man movie. Yes. A while back, there was all this talk about Sony and Disney and, and Disney owning all of Spider-Man and Sony disconnecting from Disney. Mm-hmm. I wanted to, do you think it's a good thing? that Sony owns the right to Spider-Man and it's separate from the MCU and Disney because is it separate though? It is. Yeah. This is entirely separate. I mean, it's, but it's also kind of intertwined a little bit. Like how? Well, the MCU and this, like the Sony Spider-Man stuff has already been somewhat connected via the last Spider-Man movie. No way home. Yes. Somewhat. Yeah. Where they've connected all of that. Obviously Feige's not working on it or anything, but yeah, but I mean, they have like, the, the Peter Parker, but do we get because DC like they don't give a fuck? They'll have four Batman's at one time, like we do now, and they don't care. Yeah. Does Disney do that where we have a live action Spider Man, and then we also have a you know spin off, and then we also yes. have an animated version? You think Disney still does that with Spider Man? I mean, they just did Spider Man, the animated show on Disney Plus, and which is supposed to be Tom Holland in high school, mainline still. And I think I don't think Tom Holland's done. I think Disney's going to be attached in some way. I think this movie is going to lead into – I don't think Disney is directly involved in this, but I think it's going to lead into Madam Web. And I think it's best for everyone involved if they just keep the Tom Holland stuff going and they have other stuff as well because, look, there's there's naturally a little bit of a bump when he's just involved in all the MCU stuff. Even if that's just Tom Holland Spider-Man appearing in team-up movies, I think at the very least he – I don't think Spider-Man's dead in the MCU, and I think – No, 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 no. This film well, and No Way Home has – you know, all the Spider-Men are connected, so there will at least be some soft tissue connecting the two. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, do you think it's a good thing that Sony still has some creative control and it's not all Disney? Because I don't, don't want to give all the credit to Sony. That's the thing. Is like, because Sony's no, made some shit movies. But 100%, but I'm afraid that, like, if it is Disney, we don't get all of this. The Spider-Man games with Spider-Man and PS4 and then Miles Morales, fucking incredible. Like, wonderful. Does Disney give the licensing rights to create that game? No, probably not. And that's just because this is all really Sony has going for it. Like, you know, Sony Pictures, um, like, this is their big, the spider thing is their their big thing. I mean, they're trying to create the spider villain verse. Mm. That's not working. It's terrible. But Um, if that's the trade-off to get two of the best superhero movies I've ever seen in animation, I'll take that trade-off. Yeah, so, I mean, it it's probably is good because, like I said, this is all they have. So, it's like they're going to throw everything at it and you're going to get some really good stuff and you're going to get some, you know, 
whatever stuff like but it is what it is because you get the really good stuff whereas if it was disney yeah it'd kind of be pushed to the side a little bit they probably wouldn't get as creative with this but that being said i i would say that you know they've at least learned something from disney like sony has i like agree how to I, make these movies i think the setup right now is good where it's shared yeah but i think if it was all disney because i feel like for a while there people were like i wish you didn't have to rely on Sony. I wish Sony couldn't take away Spider-Man. Yeah. I feel like people, maybe ourselves included, I don't remember, were wishing it was all Disney. I think it's kind of good that it's not because Spider-Man's a type of character that you can do on its own separate from the MCU, and it works very well that way. Mm -hmm. And I think there should be a realm uh, for both because the the PS4 games and these animated movies have been just some of the best content for superheroes in the last fucking decade. Like, yeah. they're incredible. Yeah. Um, so I kind of like that. I kind of like that Sony's doing their own thing here and letting it expand beyond the MCU. Yeah. I mean, they're making good movies. And that's all that matters. I mean, if they weren't making good movies, we wouldn't be saying this right now. But um, they are, you know, and I'm happy to say they are. This is, yeah, this is really good. And we'll see what Sony does. I mean, yeah. Spider-Verse, it's almost like how much credit do we want to give the the studio and how much credit are we willing to give you know, the filmmakers who are making this, you know, so follow up on that mm -hmm. Lord and Miller, the producers, the people in charge of this, mm -hmm. essentially, I, I wasn't as familiar with them maybe until recently. Mm -hmm. These guys are fucking great movie makers. Well, what we, what else do we got? Read to me. Wrapping off their filmography, whether they're executive producers, writers or directors, we'll skip their first one. Cloudy with chance of meatballs. Very underrated yeah. kids movie. Very good, like great comedy. Can't say anything bad about it. Twenty One Jump Street, one of the best live action comedies. <laughs> they directed that. They are directors on Twenty One Jump Street. Wow, you love yourself Twenty One Jump Street. I fucking love it. One of the best comedies of that era. Just incredible. Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs too. The Lego Movie. That's a good movie. Directed and written. Like th that's fucking wonderful. They didn't worked on Solo. That was supposed to be their movie, and then they backed out and just got like producer credits. Solo, uh, Star Wars movie. Oh, got it. So uh, we don't really count that. Into the Spider Verse, the Lego Movie Two, Across the Spider Verse, Beyond the Spider Verse. We then jump over to producers only. The Batman, the Lego Batman movie, Mitchells versus the Machines. These are the Mitchells versus the Machines guys. They're producers they were part of the team okay. they weren't the main guys but they were I'm a part sold. of it i'm sold we jump up a little bit cocaine bear they know how to have a good fucking time <laughs> and this gets me very very excited jay they're oh, a gosh, part of the man. team behind strays dude these guys are doing a lot they're they're fucking wonderful also i don't know how much credit i give them but they got a special thanks on surfs up i fucking <laughs> love surfs up you know I've been banging for Surf's Up. <laughs> That's a good question. How much credit you get for a special thanks on a movie? <laughs> I don't know, but it doesn't hurt to get a special thanks on something like Surf's Up. <laughs> tell you that much, because I, I fucking love that movie. Yeah, these guys obviously know what they're doing, and this is probably the best of the very good things. I mean, you go back even on like TV, dude. They did How I Met Your Mother, which people like, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, um... Like the, and they had like multiple ep they did the pilot for Brooklyn Nine Nine and then like seventeen episodes for How I Met Your Mother. These guys are these guys are very fucking good at their job. They're great filmmakers and they've just made back to back working on one of the best comic book movie trilogies of all time. Well, they were a part of what I say is my favorite animated movie of all time. Um, whether or not that stands 
and again, I'm just talking favorite in terms of enjoyment. We'll see after this podcast. I actually have a statement about that, you know, at the end once we talk about this movie. Oh, but you had a press release ready? Yeah, I have a press oh, release. Shit. <laughs> um, but they obviously know what they're doing. I want to jump in the scale tie because I, I don't think it's it's not a, a surprise to say that these are going to be two very good scores. That being said, I feel like we're going to kick off the scale in a place of disagreement, and I'm a little interested to see how this is going to go. Um, and I shouldn't do this because I'm I'm expecting you to do something with the scale that I'm going to disagree with, and that's not fair to you. And I feel bad about it, but at the same time, I feel like it's going to happen. So why don't you rattle off your plot slash story score? Tell me what you what you liked about it, what you didn't like, any of the above. So I said it earlier on. Um, this is a part one. Yeah, we joked about it having a fast X ending, and it kind of did a little bit. <laughs> not to that <laughs> not extent, as egregious, but yeah. it's a fucking cliffhanger. This is not a complete story. <laughs> not Vin Diesel <laughs> fading to black. As he... Yeah, not just like literally the middle of a sequence. And of a would, just, just cut it there. Just fucking drop <laughs> it. Let's show a little bit of Dwayne. We'll wait till next year. Yeah. Um, but it is a cliffhanger. It's very much you're waiting on number two to finish the story. Yes. Um, with that being said, my favorite movie of all time is kind of cliffhanger too. Infinity War. So I have a incomplete story. Well, I have a point about this, but continue your, your thoughts. Complete character arc, incomplete story. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I struggle with how much credit I can give a part one because part of the, uh, the story is the buildup and what this is setting up. And I think it does a very good job of getting me excited for the next one. Oh, and yeah. if I'm rating the story as a whole for these two movies, who knows what I give it? Yeah, for sure. Which is why I struggle with what do I give half of the story? Yeah. Um, I do think that what this was was a story of Miles battling this new enemy, introducing this new enemy, going with all the Spider-Man, and finding that self-identity of I'm not just going to go with the flow. I'm going to stand out. Well, it goes back to his fir- the first movie, too, where the whole thing was kind of built around him not being one of the Spider-Men and not being, you know, included. And this banks on that, like, literally them saying he wasn't even supposed to be Spider-Man. And 100%. That's the whole Miles Morales thing is, you know. Yeah, and it's it goes back to the whole Spider-Man thing. Like, anyone can wear the mask. Like, yeah. that's, the, that's the fucking key Spider-Man thing. And this is, no, he wasn't supposed to be Spider-Man, yet he still makes a great Spider-Man. Yeah. And I think that story as a whole does a very good job. Um, I love the setup. I love the intrigue. The pacing, I think, is what really helps this. This is like a two and a half hour long movie, and it flew by. When it ended, I was shocked. Flew fucking by. Because we got to the, of course, spoilers as always, like we got to the part where it's revealed, you know, that Miles Morales is the, um, help me here, Prowler. Prowler. Um, and I was like, damn. And like the, like the um, I'm just, why is my brain turning off right now? Gwen Stacy was like forming the other team, you yeah. know. Spider-Ham finally makes his appearance. Fuck yeah. Thank goodness. Um, and I was like, damn, they got a lot to like figure like out. Like they got a lot to sell. There's only 30 minutes left and the movie ended. And I was like, it's been two and a half hours. Like what the heck? <laughs> it, it um, flew by in the yeah. best way, in the best way possible. Like it's nonstop. You're, you're laughing. You are interested in what's happening on screen. And again, it's, it's the first half of a story. So I, I can't give it a perfect score. I can't go above and beyond because it's, it's, it's incomplete. I think the pacing's done very well. I think the emotional elements and stuff are done very well. And I think the setup, which is what it's intending to do, is done very well. I'm at a 17 out of 20 right now. Oh, that still feels a little high. It's very, again, and that (laughs) 
is reliant upon the fact that I'm like, I understand that this is the first half of a story. That still feels very good. And I enjoy a lot of what they do. Still feels a little high. Maybe, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to give it too much credit or I'm not going to hinder it too much for being the first half of a, of a, I think you have to, I think you, you have to, I, I had a feeling you were going to do this. Here's so my, you're here's not as my, high as I thought. Here's my, what I'm doing though is this first this score, and then we take the story score from the next one. We combine them. That's the final overall story score. So I think they killed the first half of that story, and then a little bit of you know, fifteen of it is this is the first half of the story, and you're getting credit there. The rest of it is as its own story. Is this a safe space? Can I say something without making you upset? You might make me upset, but you can still say it. I just thought that you were going to like this movie so much that you want to bump some categories maybe a little bit higher than they deserve so it can get a really high score, and I thought plot slash stories where you were going to do that. You're good. I think that's what you're doing here. I think you like the movie a lot, and you're like, oh, it's got to get a great score. Look, it's it's incomplete, but I don't care about an incomplete story. I've shown that before. If you're going to continue the story on and you make everyone aware at the beginning that's the case, I can I can ignore that fact. Okay, yes, but... I, I still think there's a way to do it a little bit to tie it off like a little bit better. Like you mentioned Infinity War, and that was the thing you know, kind of comparing it to. I've actually seen uh, three part one, part two movies in the last three to four weeks with Fast X. <laughs> I haven't seen part two yet. Yeah. I've obviously haven't seen part two yet to Spider Verse either. But also watched uh, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hollows part one and part two on our road trip. Okay. Um, How does part one end on Harry Potter? Fuck, I don't remember. <laughs> Um, they're talking about the Deathly Hollows, and there's like that Death Wand. I forgot what it was called. Elder Wand. Elder Wand, yeah. And Voldemort gets it, and Harry did something to end the first one. I don't remember exactly what he did. I'll be honest. Um, I told obviously they couldn't change the books, but I think if they could have gone like if they had a time machine, if J.K. Rowling had a time machine, and she could go back in time and maybe tweak the movies a little bit from the books. They would have ended Deathly Hollows Part One. I, you remember what happens in these two films? Harry Potter has to die. That way, part he's of, one of the whole cruxes that keeps Voldemort alive. Yes. Obviously, there wasn't enough story after Harry Potter dies to make that the end of Part One. But if they could have remanufactured that whole book and made Harry Potter dying the end of Part One, you know, and just the all-time WWE WrestleMania pop, he comes back for part two. Yeah, like, and then you can, like, you don't even have to reveal the whole Horcrux thing. Like, he just dies, and you're just left with Voldemort, like, winning. in Like, Infinity War, where it's like, oh, shit. And then in number two, they could have, like, explained the whole Horcrux thing with Harry, like, already in heaven or whatever it was, you know, when he was talking to Dumbledore. And they just, like, discover, like, oh, shit, he's vulnerable now, and oh, shit, we can do this. Yeah, like been great. That would have been great. Maybe Harry knew, like in the second Deathly Hollows, like Harry could have explained how he knew. It's just the audience didn't know. You know what I mean? And that's back then. That's a big risk because if you do that, you risk people being like, "Well, I'm not going to go see that. Harry Potter's dead." You know? And then you're like, "How do you do the promotional stuff and all that stuff?" So like that is where the trickiness happens. But that's what like Infinity War mastered is. I don't know. What if you do like fucking uh who plays harry potter what's the kid danny radcliffe. danny radcliffe what if like you don't do any promotional material don't do anything you think like he's not in this movie that's and then the he risk just... though like money wise no, people... no no and then he just chris angel mind freaks everyone does a surprise appearance at the red carpet like <laughs> pops up out of the fucking sky and you're like oh my god he's in this movie and then everyone flocks to they break websites buying tickets 
Maybe they could have manufactured it where they show scenes of Harry talking to Dumbledore in like heaven or something like that. And then everyone's like, how are they going to beat Voldemort? Blah, blah, blah. Granted, if the books were out, well, the books already were out. So people would have known Harry would come back. So it's not as A to B. I I forgot about the fucking books. Yeah. Spoiler. It's not as A to B, whatever. (laughs) But like that would have been a really intriguing way to do it. And that's kind of what Infinity War did. And what I think is the difference between this and Infinity War is like Endgame wasn't as good as Infinity War. I think. The next Spider-Verse, was it Across Spider-Verse Part 2, whatever it ends up being called? Um, um, Beyond the Spider-Verse. Has potential to be a lot better than Endgame because Infinity War almost ended Thanos' story and like then they kind of picked it back up in the second one. But I think that's what made Infinity War so great is they told this one-part story while also finish, like actually finishing that story. And that story was Thanos' you know, quest to the Infinity Stones and winning you know and i'm not saying yeah. the bad guy had to win in spider-man into the spider-verse i don't or for, across the spider-verse i don't know what the ending would have been this is probably the right ending and there's m- room to improve in the second one and really tie a bow but i want to give it that room to improve like i don't want to i, I didn't give it wanna, three points to improve <laughs> I, I didn't want to <laughs> give it a 17 i wanted i'm usually pretty stingent with the plot story score i mean it's the lowest average score i give of all the categories uh in 2023 um, I am really stingy with it, and I landed at a fifteen. I like the story. I We're like the pacing. About a two point difference, Tyler. These points are big when we get to the those I think levels. You're, I think you're the one eyeballing that final thing and like, oh, I better, I better be careful with these last two points. I'm not because I gave this one of the highest scores I've ever given a movie. Spoiler oh, wow. alert. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> like, okay. and but that was I didn't want my overall enjoyment and everything else to hinder it. Now. Let me. I want to make this point before I forget. As we jump into key elements, this is a cliffhanger ending. And when I left the theater, I was pissed. I'll be honest. I was like really upset. I'm like, we're really doing this right now. Like, mm-hmm. like I always like give filmmakers credit for not doing the happy ending, and then it, they don't give it to me, and I'm fucking pissed off about it. Mm-hmm. And I thought about it, and I was like, this movie is the most comic book comic book movie possible. It's literally you're taking a comic book and you're putting it on a movie screen. From yes. the design, from the the comedy, the action sequences, everything. What do comic books do? They have cliffhanger endings. Hundred percent. All you <laughs> needed was the box that said "to be continued" on the bottom there. Yeah, full like, comic book. They like so. While it might hinder it a little bit in plot slash story because it's not telling the whole story, like it doesn't. It, it, if anything, it goes into the key elements. Tie. Yes. I'll actually wait. I forgot that we do key elements before cinematography. Yeah. I forgot we switched that, and I yeah. mixed up my scores. I'll explain afterwards. Mixed up your scores. That's interesting considering the two scores I gave. Um, it, it, it's a comic book movie <laughs> to the fullest extent. Like I wish I could break the scale with this, but I'm not going to do that. Okay. Um, it's a 20. It, it's it's a comic book come to life, put on a movie screen, the comedy works. The action works. Everything about it works. There's a reason why everyone loves these films. Yeah. Yeah, it's a 20. Yeah. <laughs> it's effortless 20. It's a comic book movie through and through. Um, it's the most comic book movie a comic book movie's ever been. Yes. And it, it really, like, we finally got the live action fucking Spider-Verse and all these live action characters coming together. And it just doesn't hold a candle to how fucking awesome the Spider-Verse level of this is. Yeah. And it's incredible how well it gets done in animation and how fucking cool it is and how much you can include. And not only that, the different like styles of animation making it like this comic book style and this comic book style all blended together. So fucking cool. 
Yeah, and I mean, for a long time, this wasn't, like, possible. Like, animation just wasn't no, yeah, to this level, and your only option to make this was live action. Like, that's why live action comic book movies took off, you yeah, know? Yeah, and, and the other thing, too, was, like, even though this, and I mean, I'm going to give it, again, you'll explain my mix-up. I'll explain my mix-up in the next category. Um, even with this level of animation, like, being able today, they said it took them four years specifically working on the Miles Morales chase scene where all the Spider-Man are chasing him. I can imagine. Leave. Four years still with all the technology technology we have and shit to create that scene. Yeah. With all the different animation styles and all the... And that's just the most comic book thing ever. Is it's yeah. all these different influences weighing together and coming together for something like this. The humor's fantastic. It's fucking hilarious throughout. The heart is wonderful throughout. What was your big... Do you have... Do you have a biggest laugh? You remember? Because I have a one-of-one biggest laugh of the whole movie. Was cackling when people really weren't laughing anymore. I I had a lot of laughs throughout. I can't think of any off the top of my head. Give me your one-of-one. Peter Parked Car. Okay. I've heard people talking about this. I don't know if I fucking looked away for a second or something. When was that? I think it was during the chase. I don't remember exactly. I just remember, like, it was his name was Peter Parked Car. And it was, I was. It was just a parked car? It was like a monster truck buggy looking thing. Dude, um, I had to have fucking missed that or something. I don't know when it was. It was Peter Park Car is threatening Spider Pig for my favorite <laughs> version of Spider Man. It was fucking hilarious, dude. I was like, I did one of those laughs where like I laughed at it, and then like realized like Peter Parked Car, like a stupid. It's just a stupid little dumb pun, but like That's it was wonderful. it was one of those laughs. You laugh and then you're like, it, it hit me again, and I just kept laughing. And he's a real thing, Peter Parked Car. I love that. Um, I have to imagine a lot of these are real things, like the dinosaur Spider-Man. That had to have been like a one-off fucking dinosaur comic book or something. Yeah. Um, he's the best. He's known as the best parallel Parker in the universe. That's, in the multiverse, excuse me. That's fucking wonderful. <laughs> Is that a play on his name or just he's good at parking? I think both. <laughs> I think it's both. He's Peter, Peter Parallel Parker. <laughs> it was... It, it was funny. That's and it great. Was... I, the the one laugh that I do remember really getting a kick out of is um, when we cut to the Lego Spider-Man universe. Yeah. And we see Lego Spider-Man and then just the most straight face line delivery ever. You're one of my best guys <laughs> for the fucking Lego Spider-Man. I lost it. I was dying. <laughs> so Riley was telling me, I guess uh, I'm going to butcher this story because it's a secondhand story that, you know, was told to me that. That sequence is actually made by a fan who, like, made, I think, a trailer. Oh, yeah, yeah, So they, like, they he remade a trailer for the first one or for this one. It had to have been the first one, obviously. And the film directors or whoever reached out to him, like, and he was the one who did this. I did see that, yeah. Um, he re- So they, like, released the first trailer and just fans fucking went wild. And he recreated it with all of his Legos and shit. Yeah. And, and yeah, he was a part. I don't know if it was all him or if they brought him on to... Like, you know, obviously executive. I hope he got paid. Sequence. Oh, for sure he did. Yeah, I mean. I hope. Yeah. Probably not he... a ridiculous amount. I'm sure that experience is a fucking experience of a lifetime. But I'm sure he still got a nice little paycheck out of it. I hope so. I hope he did. It was wonderful, though. That shit. I lost it. I was like just a deadpan. You're one of my best guys. We also got some live action in this. We, we did. Got, um Childish Gambino. Yeah. As the Prowler, which was, you know. Wonderful. Um, we got, you know, some scenes from the other Spider-Man movies. Yep. We saw a lot, a lot of Andrew Garfield just fucking going through it. Now, does this – I thought it might have happened at the end of this. I didn't realize this was literally going to be a cliffhanger ending. Mm-hmm. And I know the filmmakers did say that they're done with 
like into the spider like this trilogy after this film yeah. after the next film i don't think that means miles morales is done because sony's if they were smart they'd keep milking this um i think these movies are going to lead some pretty much directly into madam web mm-hmm. and do you think now my theory of tom holland showing up as an animated version of himself can actually happen now or are we going to get live action tom holland and animated fucking miles morales next to each other i i think the percentage chance went higher i do think the only cliffhanger you could have had for this movie was like tom holland Waking up with like some shit floating or whatever, him getting pulled into the Spider Verse. Yeah, oh, that maybe be... that happens at the end of the next one. Who knows? Yeah, and that's the way they close out the animated or some shit. Bring Miles or that's to the end action. of Madam Web or something. Yeah. I don't know when Madam Web's coming out versus the next one. It's going to be interesting to see exactly how they do this because yeah. they've they've established that the live action and the animated is very much connected. So how are they going to do? Yeah, Madam Web's twenty twenty four. It's coming out February sixteenth, twenty twenty four. Um, Spider Verse three. Is coming out 2023. We're in no, 2023. No, no, no. It is for it then. No, it's three. I don't know. They don't have a release date for it yet. So it'll be okay. interesting to see how those two intertwine though. Now I will say Childish Gambino cameo. Mm-hmm. I fucking loved it. Are you familiar with his connection to Miles Morales? His uncle or something? Or Childish Gambino, the actor connection to Miles. Oh, no. So back in whenever they were getting ready to do the Amazing Spider-Man before Andrew Garfield's Uh, movies Mm -hmm. donald glover started a campaign like donald for spider-man or something on twitter saying like i don't give a fuck that i'm black i want to be in the spider-man movie i love this character i want to do it it picked up a bunch of traction online and people were like you know all for it didn't end up happening like yeah whatever Mm -hmm. um fast forward to community the show he's in with joe McHale and stuff I think, like, season two or something opens with him in, like, Spider-Man pajamas or something, right, after that, as, like, a joke on it, because they do a lot of fucking, you know, stuff like that, bits. Yeah. And it's him, like, as Spider-Man, you know, ha-ha, in the show. One of the writers at Marvel, like, reached out to him and everything, and he was the inspiration for Miles Morales. The guy created him based on Donald Glover, and there was no black Spider-Man at that point, and he was like, we should make a black Spider-Man. Oh, really? Miles Morales is that new of a character? Yeah, it's introduced like 2010, 2011. I didn't know that. Brand wow. new character. Literally was created because of Donald Glover. That's uh, awesome. He then went on to like voice him in like one little animated thing or something like that. And he's always wanted to play Spider-Man, always wanted to be like a part of that universe and shit. And obviously he has his little cameo in Homecoming yeah. um, as this character. And then this is expanded upon playing this. But really cool to see him in a movie. Where, like, someone who loves that character and wants to see himself as that character when there isn't that version, you know, where for a black kid to fucking play Spider-Man. Like, they just weren't going to do it at the time. Yeah. To see him not only be the influence of that, but then get to, you know, be, be a it. part of this. Really fucking cool. Yeah, the I saw uh, I saw something where the filmmakers said they were considering doing a live-action sequence, actually, in this film. I don't know if you saw this, but yeah. it got cut on the, the writing room floor. So... That leaves things open for next movie. What if we? I wouldn't be surprised if we get somewhat of a live action sequence in the next film. Um, I guess speaking of the live action, visual cinematography. What's your mix up? What's your mix up here? So my mix up is I gave a twenty in key elements when I meant to give the twenty in cinematography, and then I gave a twenty in cinematography uh, okay. when I meant to do it okay. in, in key elements. So you're just being funny. You're just a funny I, I, guy. I did mix it up. <laughs> I did put twenty. It didn't matter. It ended up being fine. I would have had to have changed it if it wasn't just perfect scores for both. Um, because this is this is quite honestly the best looking movie I've ever seen. Wow. I think obviously there's incredible, incredible shots in the first one, but there's five years of a, a more technology and work on, Better this, than La La on Land? this one. 
La La Land again, live action in the colors and everything. Your, your 100 movie that you've made the case It'll for? also get a 20, don't get me wrong, but <laughs> there's a couple of movies that deserve a 20. Yeah. This is incredible. The yeah. way the score, the score's done wonderfully. Every type of animation and all the different type of animations coming together. Everything from Gwen's universe looks so fucking good and incredible with the color palette. a lot usage. of work, too. So much work. And, and they were talking about it, and like the color in that universe changes. Yeah. And Jake Johnson, the dude who voices Peter B. Parker, was like doing an interview talking about it. And it, he compared it to like a mood ring almost. Where like whatever she that. like however she was feeling the scenes where, you know, her dad betrayed her and everything got all fucking dark and then their dad fucking quit the force to like and like it lightens up. Like they use the colors and everything on screen as just another medium to convey all the different emotions and shit they're trying to you know, put through these characters. And it's just done so good. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. The animation itself is great. Um, very creative with like the shots and the type of shots they were doing, not just like the animation being really good, not just leaning into the medium, which I'll talk about in a sec, but just like the the camera angles. I know it's weird to talk about like a camera angle in an animated movie, but like yeah. they did some things like they're hanging upside down and you see the whole upside down world behind them in the background. And, mm. you know, just things of that nature was great. You know, doing stuff in animation that you probably can't do in live action because it's animation. You, it's always nice to see them leaning into that. And then, you know, something I love that I've talked about with animated films, like I'm not going to just give 20s out for it looking pretty good animated. I've done that in the past. Like, you know, like Pixar kind of just always kind of got it because it's like your technology is just better. Maybe not always, but like Toy Story 4. I mean, they yeah. do have the rain scene, they so were they probably deserve it. They were everybody for a while. Um, And it's... I've explained it's gotten to the point where it's like you got to like have some creativity you got to have some whatever in it and something I love about Mitchell's versus the machines one of the things I love the most about it is that the film was animated like the main character was the filmmaker because the main character is a filmmaker and it was animated in her filmmaking style and that that meta-ness of it was just something that really hasn't been done in animated movies you know like I, I still don't think this is I think this animation is better but I don't think I think they're not the, exactly the same because you know, that was like a meta thing of like the main character's filmmaking style where, yeah. where this is just like a comic book style. But still, this leans into that, too, where it's it's the, you know, it's it's the the comic book style. Like we said, it's yeah. a perfect comic book movie. This is ripped from the comic books. It's creative. The different Spider-Man having different animated styles. The, the punk rocks. Yeah, Spider-Man. Oh just the way he was done and everything. Like, it's just really cool with the vulture character yeah the, the way he looked like leonardo dicaprio type animation like da vinci yeah <laughs> da vinci not dicaprio <laughs> he's just hanging off the front of the boat <laughs> um it, it's done fantastic ty so it, it's an easy 20 like there's nothing to debate here and no it's it's wonderful it, it, i make it i want to make it break the scale but that's going against everything <laughs> we stand for um i will say i thought of something i guess now is just a decent time to bring it up is it, it would take a lot and it wouldn't be worth it and i know they'll never do it but God, would I love if they did like a TV show where it's just like it doesn't have to be Miles Morales, it doesn't even have to be anyone from this movie, but just like one Spider-Man going into all these different universes. Like every episode is just a a thirty minute episode in a different universe, and it doesn't have to be like an overarching story. It can just be a kids show where every episode he's just fighting a different villain in a different universe. And they again, they're not going to flex all these resources on a show. And they might have done something like this already, but I would. It would be a dream if they did something like this. Like the Spider Verse team did this in smaller chunks, because like when they go to the the Mumbai Manhattan or whatever it was called, like 
I fucking loved that. Like when they showed the Lego stuff, I loved that. Like these different, I just loved the like different universes. I loved it when they did it in multiverse of madness, you know, mm-hmm. even though they could have done it a little bit better, but like seeing them in these different scenarios and situations is so fucking cool to me. I'd love if they did, if they expand on this, I know they never will. Cause the budget, it just costs too much and everything, but yeah. I love it. Well, I know I haven't seen it, but star Wars visions, is a show, and if I'm not mistaken, what they did is they did like eight episodes, non-connecting stories, but like different little you know short stories for Star Wars characters. All eight episodes, dire- um, animated by different studios. Wow! So all eight of them are they look unique. They're you know one was Studio Ghibli, one was this studio, one was that studio, something like that where you get all these different animation studios for the Spider-Verse team where you tell a story, but it's its own world. It's its own thing. It looks unique. Be fucking awesome. Yeah. I wish they would do it, but they probably never will. Um, I will say like, uh, the animation of the, the hole, the, the spot. Yeah. What's the villain's name? I think you got it. Spot. I think so. After he goes into that collider and becomes like the final version of himself, basically. Uh huh. What a terrifying fucking shot. Yeah. It's done so well. And this like kind of ha-ha villain of the week character just becomes the most menacing, terrifying thing I've ever seen. Yeah. It's done so well. Um, it's It it works well. There's just so many shots that come to mind. I, I will say, Jay, if we're in a safe space, I don't know. We're, we're always in a safe space. The Spot. That's his name. The Spot. Okay. Um, I still think the Leap of Faith scene from the first one is the best scene in the entire fucking. That's fine to say. I think this is done well, and I think it's improved, but that leap of faith scene is just, it's not even like it's animated or anything crazy, but like the emotional connection to the one scene. So well, we didn't really fully get that in this one, that kind of that emotional That comes in the scene. second one? Yeah. Yeah. That leap of faith scene. And like they talk about the script where it's like, oh, Miles is falling, but he isn't. It's upside down, and he's rising like above it. Like that's like how it's written out and described. It's so fucking good. It's so good. <laughs> it's the best. Characters, I'm known for not giving as much credit to voice actors according to you. Yes. Um, look, it is what it is. The characters in this are great. Like, the more Spider-Man, the better. You got your comedic relief Spider-Man. I know some people weren't happy with the way they handled um, one of the Spider-Men. I don't know his name off the top of my head. The, like, you, you the emotional get... one. He was part of... Um, oh, Ben Riley. Maybe. The Grooting one. Yeah. Um, that's Andy Samberg. Yeah, wh- whoever he voiced. Like, I know people weren't as happy about how they portrayed him because I guess he's portrayed differently in the comics. I've heard people love that, that he's, like, super hyper-serious all the time in the comics, and it's kind of ridiculous, and, like, they were just kind of making a joke at that. I heard people really like that. The people I heard that don't like it, I also heard from Riley, so I don't know how. <laughs> Again, it's, it's, we're playing a game of telephone at this okay. point. But, um, look, I think the Miles Morales, like, the story being told with him and kind of the character development you see in him already is great. And how he's breaking free from the trend. I think Gwen Stacy really shines in this really well. Um, I think that character is maybe the driving force of this whole film. Honestly, Um, you know, Oscar Isaac, Miguel O'Hara, that was a very good character. Um, The, the, the spot was probably the standout for me, just the new characters, kind of the way he was like, funny but also menacing and kind of like his line delivery and just the way it was animated and how it all came together it, it was all it was all solid man like this is like as good as you can get almost for animated characters um that being said is you're not winning a best actor performance for an animated movie i'm sorry you're just not i gave it a 16 out of 20 <laughs> okay um i i do think 
Gwen is the standout, but I think it's like a 1A, 1B. Don't get me wrong. I think both the two main characters are fucking wonderful. Yeah. And I think her, like, fighting that that battle of, like, not wanting to go home on the run, wanting to go see Miles, and obviously wanting to be there with him, but, like, knowing the truth about him, that he's, like, a complete... Like, he shouldn't exist. He shouldn't be who he is. Yeah. Um, and that struggle of, like, hiding that from him and, and trying to do things on your own and prove yourself. Uh, I think that's done very well. I think the two characters for me that are the standout, Spider-Punk, he's fucking done wonderful, and he's played by Daniel um, Kalua, mm-hmm. who he just does a great fucking job with that. Yeah. That character made me laugh throughout. I loved it. And the Indian version of Spider-Man, uh-huh. um, played by the fucking cab driver from Deadpool. Oh, nice. I didn't know that was him. Yeah. I thought that character was wonderful. I love that whole sequence. I like the idea of just, like, like Spider-Man in every iteration is always, like, a, am fucking broke. I'm overworked. I battle between, like, Peter Parker and Spider-Man. I love the idea of one who just gets eight hours of sleep and just loves life. <laughs> and he's just the complete opposite. Like, Spider- being Spider-Man's fucking great. This is a cakewalk. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> like, yeah. um, it was very interesting. Oh, and I really like that sequence and seeing, like, that character in that world. Mm-hmm. Really wish we would have got more of of Oscar Isaac. That's for number two, baby. Yeah, and I can't wait because uh, I like that character, but I feel like he obviously was teased at the end of the last one, and all the trailers and everything were him. And I feel like we didn't get that much of him. Yeah, um, for number two, baby. Kind of a bummer. I also like maybe it's the story too. Like I don't know. I guess this is maybe a good thing, but like I never view him as a bad. I didn't ever view him kind of as a bad guy. I, I don't know if I'm just in the wrong here, but like I kind of throughout the mo- movie, I was kind of like, Miles Morales kind of being a little selfish here. But it also goes along with his story of wanting to break the mold and everything. So I don't know. I think... I don't think Oscar Isaac's in the wrong for what he's doing because he's just trying to protect the multiverse. How about that? But maybe it's not... It's Maybe it's a good thing that you don't have like a plain black and white villain. You know, maybe it's it's good that it has that gray area to it. Yeah, 100%. And I think that he is more of a, this is what we have to do, so we have to do it. But I understand, like, Spider-Man is a character who, it's an emotional character. Like, he's always going to try and do everything he can to save everyone. Yeah. And your favorite character, Spider-Ham, in the first movie, says mm-hmm. a great line, sometimes we can't save everyone. And that's a, that's the fucking struggle of Spider-Man, is wanting to save everyone. Yep. No matter what. And not being able to. Uh, going back to the, it's you know, true. Spider-Man PS4 game. The, the fucking... Super spoilers for this, but it's, like, older than the first movie at this point. <laughs> the whole thing is, like, the whole city's sick, and there's a cure, and he has, like, one cure cure to, like, save everybody. Yeah. It's one dose, and he can either give that dose, and it'll take, like, a week or something, and they can reproduce the dose and, like, save the city. But his Aunt May has is sick and is going to die, like, that day. And he has to choose between saving Aunt May or giving away this dose, letting her die, and saving everyone else. That's a tough decision to make. And she dies. And he lets her die. And that's the whole Spider-Man. You can't save everyone. That's 100% on point here. Where Miguel O'Hara's like, look, you got to make a sacrifice. And and Miles is at the point where, like, I'm not going to fucking do that. And that's yeah. that character. Because he, at this point, is, like, realizing, like, you know, how important his family and everything is. And, and how much he appreciates his dad. And knowing that that's a canon event that his dad's going to die. Like, that's fucking, that's tough. It is. And I love that that duality of it and, and the character development. Um, they're, they're done well. They're done all so well. I'm still at a 17. Uh, <laughs> one point higher than you. But it's still, the character arcs for everyone is so good. I fucks with Peter B. Parker being a dad. Relate to that. 
Love that. <laughs> that was wonderfully done. Um, it'll be interesting to see how they handle the whole. I think it's going to be really, really interesting, really compelling. Because I think they're going to lean into the, hey, Miles Morales, when, you know, his dad did die, he became the Prowler, you know, in this other universe. So it's going to be yeah. interesting to see what what they do from there. And have I think the character arcs are going to continue to develop, Ty. Have you seen the foreshadowing from the first movie that everyone's talking about? With, like, the coloring? Yeah, where he's yeah. green and purple, and then it's like, oh, this fucking chain, this event changed your future and turns red and blue. Yep. So fucking good. I should go back. We never even reviewed it, but I want to give it one point higher into the spider-verse <laughs> one point bump for that yeah enjoyment i started at one number for this and it changed after i saw it after you had a number like, before no, you saw no. it i saw it it was a number reflected on it changed to another number so i think about this film and i just think about how much fun i had in the theater blast i think about how i instantly want to see it again and we'll probably take gavin to see it this weekend yeah which is rare for me mm-hmm. to want to see a movie a second time right after i just saw it yeah that doesn't happen often in the jason reed brain it'd be rare for me too if i didn't do it like three weeks ago for guardians 3 and i was i landed at a 19 and i thought about it and 19 is a very good score obviously huge score and i usually save the 20s for what i consider one of my favorite movies of all time and look, is it one of the best movies I've ever seen? Well, actually, maybe because the score is pretty damn high. But I, I can definitively say it is one of my, as someone who likes comic book movies, and this is unabashedly a comic book movie, one of my favorite movies I've ever seen, Ty. I gave it a 20 mm. out of 20 for enjoyment. I love that. I and I'm afra- I felt like I was afraid you were going to do something there. Where you're like, oh, I don't know. And like, I feel like it's so easy when we look back on movies. Like when we're reviewing Anchorman, no shit, that's gonna get a twenty. Yeah, but it's because we've grown up with it, and we've. But like when you're first reviewing a movie, it's so hard to like pull the trigger on that. Well, yeah, and just be like, yes, this is gonna be one of my favorite movies ever. I'm gonna go back to a Tyler who I think gave Top Gun Maverick a nineteen. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. I think I did that though, and I was too afraid to pull the trigger, and I went back and subsequently ch- pulled the trigger I, on it. And I think that's why I gave it a nineteen at first, is I was like, nah, like. You're afraid. That's yeah. That twenty is sacred ground. Yeah. No, it's not. It's not though. You just gotta. Sometimes you just know. No, it is sacred ground. Well, it is. It is. Don't downplay the twenty. One hundred percent. It's a. It's a fucking rare feat. Especially this isn't in the original category. Tyler enjoyment twenty. No, where it was a twenty or it was yeah. a zero. It, or I was a little bit uncomfortable in Joker, so I gave it like a fifteen. It was an eighteen. No, I gave it an eighteen. I lost two points in Joker because <laughs> I was a little uncomfortable. Ridiculous. I'm with the twenty. I'm, I'm right there with you. Um, this movie is fucking incredible. Spider-Man's my favorite superhero out of everyone. Yep. Mm-hmm. Batman's number two, but Spider-Man... Not for me, but... Mm-hmm. Who's number two? I never really thought about it, but it's not Batman. Who the fuck else would be number two? Spider-Ham. Oh, give me a fucking break. I don't know. I kind of like Superman. You're not a big... You I'm like Superman more guy. than Batman. I think so. I'm not a huge Batman guy. I never have been. fucking lame, vanilla-ass take. I never have been. Oh, my favorite superhero is the one who can fucking do everything and is invincible. I don't don't know. I don't think I have a second favorite. Wow. Doctor Strange, he's pretty cool. I love Spider-Man. This is, for my money, one of the best Spider-Man movies ever made. Korg, if he's a superhero? Is Korg a superhero? (laughs) I guess. I don't know. Maybe Thor? I like Thor? I don't know. Don't question me. It's not Batman, though. Okay. That's why. Where are you? Deadpool. Put- there. Boom. Found okay. it. 
You're not a fan of like the Dark Knight trilogy. I'm a fan just because he's not my second favorite superhero. Doesn't Robert mean I'm Pattinson, not a fan. Batfleck. Not a fan of Batfleck. No, I'm not not a hater, but I'm not a fan. He's so good. He's okay. He wasn't given the right material to work with. He's Ben Affleck. He just. Yeah, but he's Ben Affleck in a Batman suit. <laughs> <laughs> I give it a twenty, Jay. It's it's an incredible movie. I would have given the first one a twenty. And this really, I feel like, has a great chance of being the first trilogy I would ever give a 22 across the board for enjoyment. Because if they fucking bring this home the way that I'm hoping they bring this home, it's going to be so good. This struggled with the only points that I didn't give this movie were in story and characters. You can very easily bump that fucking story all the way up for the finale. Yeah. If you, you finish this in the best way. And if you build on those character arcs even more, maybe I'm giving a little bit more credit. Yeah, this could be one of the best movies ever if they finish the trilogy out the way they can. Or it could be a massive disappointment. It could just be dog <laughs> shit. I mean, they bring in the Morbius team and just fuck it up seven ways from Sunday. <laughs> they actually bring in Morbius. Jared Leto's in the third one. The third one is just like narrated by Jared Leto. No animation. It's just him talking about it. Spoken word. <laughs> they try to get real creative. They go too far. They said, well, we're going to bring comic books to life by having Jared Leto read you a comic book. That would be fucking brutal. Um, <laughs> final score, Ty. I finished and with... And not, he's not even reading the comic book as Morbius. He's reading it as that guy in that one Denzel Washington movie. Oh, the one, the little things. Yeah, that's the one. I could never remember that name. <laughs> it's that character reading you this. Got it. Or how about just the Joker? Oh, God. And get real freaky with it. I forgot about that. Yeah. He's so bad as the Joker. No, I like that. And every time something <laughs> funny happens, he does his really bad Joker laugh. Where he sounds like he's out of breath. <laughs> I fucking hate Jared Leto. Um, I finished Spider-Verse, Across the Spider-Verse, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse with a 91 out of 100. One of the highest scores I've ever given it. For me, it's the same score as Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. It's the same score as Spider-Man No Way Home. And I feel great about that. I, I, I think that's exactly how it should be for me. I'm uh I'm at a 94 out of 100. I'm I'm 3 points higher than you. It's the same score I gave Spider-Man No Way Home. <laughs> um there's there's stuff to love about both. If I'm not mistaken, Spider-Man No Way Home got one more point in characters, one less point in cinematography. That's the only difference. That checks out. If I look at mine here, let me look at mine real quick. Which I don't know. What? I like Spider-Man No Way Home. Is that a 19 cinematography score? Yeah, Ty. It was, it was good. Was it? Yes. Okay. I mean, don't get me wrong. This is way better, but the scale maxes out at 20. Um, I gave I gave visual cinematography a 20. You're going to have to go back and listen to that podcast to figure out why. I gave key elements 20. Fair. I yeah, gave characters one higher. I gave enjoyment 20. And I actually gave plot a 14 in that one. Oh, you're real low on the plot. No way home. Plot, I'm always, I, I'm always, you know. Your stickler. Have you ever given a 19 or 20? I haven't. Is our scale flawed or is they not, have they not written a good enough movie for Jason Reed? There hasn't been a story yet you haven't seen coming, at least a little bit. Um, <laughs> take, I need a movie to take you off your feet. Just fucking falling back in the seat. Oh my God, I can't believe that happened. And it might just then earn an 18 and a half on our scale. Yeah, I don't know what it would take to get a 19 or 20. You think the uh, the six cent was it the six cents where the guy's dead the entire movie? If I didn't know about it, you think maybe. if you watched that the first time and never knew, maybe that's something like that. I mean, my best ever plot slash story scores are Marcel the Shell with shoes on, 
I, I gave it an 18. I'm not going to argue. That's fucking touching. Inception. Great. Mindfuck. Every, everything everywhere all at once. Wonderful. One of the best stories. And this one's too high. Hunger Games. <laughs> Look, man. We've used, like, plot slash story has a lot to do with pacing. Has a lot to do with the big moments. The buildup, the anticipation, the climax, the, the finality of it. Yeah. Like, you think of story-driven movies as, like, plot twists and, and these mysteries. But there's different ways to get there. I'm not going to shame you. With that being said, I don't think I've ever given a 19 or a... I'm looking back at my scale. There's nothing I would give that high. I've given 119 for story. Really? Can you guess what it is? Infinity War. No. I don't have my... I, okay, I say this. I don't have my Infinity War on here. I might have given Infinity War a 19 or 20. Oh. I don't have my Infinity War on here either, so I don't know. <laughs> it was past that, though. <laughs> marriage Story. Marriage Story at a... I love Marriage Story. What did I give Marriage Story? Don't have it on here. What, Ty? Wolf of Wall Street? Wolf of Wall Street's an 18. What did you give a 19? <laughs> Guardians Just... of the Galaxy 3. Oh, Jesus. I'm giving that credit for the trilogy, though. That's the trilogy finale bump, which just goes to show this next Spider-Man movie could really get some love from me. So, I said at the beginning I had a statement to be made. Is this my new favorite animated movie of all time? The answer is I don't know. I go back to my Mitchells versus the Machines score, which I gave an 88. Which is fair. What an anticlimactic press release. But I go back to my enjoyment, and I didn't even give it a 20. You didn't give Mitchell's vs. the Machines a 20 enjoyment? No. That was the sacred land. You were afraid of it. I was afraid of it, but, and I'm not going to retroactively change it now, because it's already locked in. And going back, like, when we reviewed that, you were very you were very adamant about the fact that that was your, your favorite animated movie you've ever watched. I don't think the first review I did. I think I said I liked it. I was very adamant that was my favorite animated movie ever when I rewatched it the second time. Oh. And I loved it even more than the first. I was I've I saw the movie already and I watched it a second time and sobbed. Like I think we should be allowed to come back here. If we feel passionately about a movie and it's very high on our scale scale or very low on our scale and we just we need to make some tweaks to it. Go okay. back and make that tweak. Fine. I'm bumping my enjoyment from eighteen to twenty that my Mitchell's versus machine score is now a ninety. You had it under a 90? It was an 88 with an 18 enjoyment. That's wild. Um, Because, like, there's technically stuff you do better, but in terms of enjoyment. So my statement is this. It's a 90 now? Yeah. I'm adjusting it on an overall scale. Oh, God, I didn't have uh, this locked. My statement is, I don't know right now, but I will know by next week if I see the movie a second time. I'm going to watch the movie again. I'm going to see how I feel. And I'll let you know whether or not it is my favorite animated movie of all time. The one thing this thing didn't do, and I think this is where number three can come over the top and become my favorite animated movie of all time. What's my favorite thing about a movie, Ty? If it could do what? Make you you laugh. Make you cry. Yeah. It's just those two. I feel like you need a third one in there. I feel like just two is a bad saying. But I feel like it's real repeatable (laughs) if you get a third one in there. Figure out what good movies also make you feel. And I want to watch it again or something like that. I don't know. Okay. Anyways, this movie didn't make me cry. It didn't have as high of emotional highs because it's the first part of a story. So <laughs> I think it's going to still slide. What are you laughing at? I just, I'm just visioning Gwen losing her dad and Miles losing his dad and just being fucked. And that could push it above the edge, number three. I think at the end of the day, this one's still going to slide. Mitchell's is still the betting favorite. But number three might be the future betting favorite if they can continue what they're doing and then add that emotional component to it. 
it's got a great chance. But right now, I think it might still be Mitchell's, but I'll watch it again and see how I feel. Okay. I also have a big, for some reason, even though I'm not a father, I have a big, like, soft spot for just, like, parental stories. Have you ever seen About Time? No. Oh, my God. You would sob. I, that's, like, one of my last three real big cries was that movie. Not a great movie. Like, I'm going to be clear with that. Mm-hmm. You know what it's about? No. You're not going to watch it. About Time, it's like a time traveler, right? But it, like, runs. Oh, No. You know I'm bad about time travel movies. It runs in the family, and every boy in the family, like, it's passed down generation to generation. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. Watch this fucking movie. Because if there's anything I cry a lot about, it's time travel movies. No. We talked about this last week, didn't we? Or did we not have this conversation on the podcast? Because there's Click, and there was another one I just watched that made me... uh, There's The Edge of Tomorrow made me cry, which is a movie you still haven't seen. Yeah, I need to watch Um, it. (laughs) There was another one that we just recently watched. Oh, fucking Crater. (laughs) (laughs) the bad movie crater that made me cry like a baby because of the whole such a good ending it wasn't time travel but it was a good ending that movie time travel adjacent right yeah the freaking dog episode from futurama really sad i'm familiar with i haven't seen it but i'm familiar with what you referenced if you want to go cry go watch i don't know the name of that episode it's like known as like the best episode of futurama of all time i haven't seen it in a long time and that's on purpose my favorite episode of Futurama is when there's all the giant women and they're attracted to them. <laughs> yeah. It's a good episode. <laughs> they're coming back this summer. I'm actually really no. excited. Yeah. I on, fucking uh, Hulu. love that show. Yeah. They're making I like that more than The Simpsons easily. It's not even close for me. Growing up I liked it more than The Simpsons, but Simpsons has been real funny recently. Has it? Oh yeah. Their last episode was actually really good. Um it's better jokes. It's better jokes. Also been watching Superstore, which is phenomenal for me as well. You're you you relayed the information to me that you're on vacation till Monday. You took your vacation days. Yeah. Even though this technically is a uh, fan sided, uh, sponsored, hosted website, so it's kind of yeah. feels like work for you. So shout out to you working on vacation again. <laughs> um, I beg of you to watch About Time. It's okay, a, have it's a, a quick hitter. Okay, no, 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 no. I'm not on vacation. Because <laughs> I know you're gonna ask me to watch a movie, and I can't you commit need to, to that. watch. The Edge of Tomorrow, or what was the other one I told you that you had to watch? I don't fucking remember. There's two of them. There was Edge of Tomorrow. And I think it was just else. Edge of Tomorrow. No, there was another one. There was another one I told you. Are you, you. sure? Oh, uh, Game Night. Oh, okay. Game Night or Edge of Tomorrow, both of which are on Voodoo. Are they? Yes. About time. I'm going to find out where it's watching or where you can watch it. Um, Just this weekend, Ty. Do you got plans this weekend? Yeah, I actually have a wedding. Oh, really? Yeah. Whose wedding? Victoria's cousin. She was in our wedding. What day? Saturday. All right. You got planned Sunday? Family dinner. How long? That doesn't last all day. No, but it is plans. I will try and watch one of those movies. Okay. Thank you. Because I, 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 will, I will try to watch About Time as well. I'm going to keep it real with you. I think I watched About Time on your guys' Voodoo account. So you should have it. Because <laughs> I don't know where else it would be streaming. I'll watch it. And I'll probably sob. And I just full transparency, full transparency, transparency. There you I'm go. Really fucking that up. Seventy percent critics. What's whatever. Eighty-one audience. It's not like a all-time incredible movie. It's rated R. It's a rom-com. We'll see. I beg of you to watch that movie and Facetime me afterwards. <laughs> All right. Um, speaking of audience- actually, it's not even afterwards. You'll know when to Facetime me. Speaking of audience score, random Rotten Tomato audience score movie of the week tie. 
wait a minute, Jay, we skipped right past this. What was your final score for Across the Spider-Verse? 91, I told you. Okay, well, I didn't do this part. That gives it a 92.5 out of 100, making it the sixth-ranked movie out of 184 films we've reviewed. I don't remember what I say right there. You got it. Oh, tying it with the likes of, putting it with the likes no, of. No, 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 but is it films reviewed? Putting it with the likes of Spider-Man No Way Home with an Perfect. identical, exact same. I gave it a 94 on both. You gave it a 91 on both. Perfect. I love that, actually. Just the perfect comparison right here. Also, 1917, Marcel the Shell with Shoes on, Inception, Wally. It's an elite company. It is. Highly, highly elite movie. I've only given, let's see, one, two, this is great radio, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight movies better. So it is tied for my ninth highest ranked movie of all time on the podcast. Yeah, it's a top 10 film. Easy. It's wonderful. So good. It is. Hit me with the random Rotten Tomatoes score. We skipped that part. I would have felt, it would have been up all night thinking about it. Random Rotten Tomato audience score tie. On our road trip yesterday, well, it was actually split across multiple days because Riley fell asleep the first time we tried watching this. I finally got Riley to watch a movie I've been wanting her to watch for a while, and that is the fi- a film we have reviewed. Oh, Cruella. Good. She hadn't watched Cruella when it came out? She hadn't. So and good. I will say, watching it again, it stands up. No, 100%. It's a unique fucking story. It's great. And I don't know what I said at the time. I mean, shit, we gave it an 80.5. It's above the line, or it used to be above the line, not anymore. Um the line has been bumped to 85 it's a very good movie this i don't know what i gave the visual cinematography i'd probably bump it unless i gave it already a really high score because the soundtrack in that movie's banging it has such a good soundtrack very good anyways she said it was good i kind of hope she'd like it more than she did i don't know if she might have just been holding her cards close to her chest but in that film was a man named mark strong who he was also in Love the mark Sh- strong besides when he was the villain in the shazam movie remember he was we don't talk about that easily the worst part well, there's another movie. Kingsman. There's another movie we don't talk about, and it's related to this because it's superhero. Is he in Thunder Force? That is the film, Green Lantern. Ryan Reynolds, Green Lantern. Who the tie. Fuck is he in Green Lantern? He plays Sinestro. Sin- Sinestro. No shit. Yeah. He's got like a pencil mustache. <laughs> I didn't realize that was him. I mean, he's also pink, so it helps throw it off. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I didn't know it was Mark Strong. I like Mark Strong. He's a good actor. That's a bummer. Ryan Reynolds, Green Lantern. God, if they had better writing, I feel like they had a really good cast for that kind of movie. Ryan Reynolds, Mark Strong, Peter Sarsgaard, Blake Lively. Peter Sarsgaard. Taika Waititi was in it? Yeah, he was Ryan Reynolds' best friend. They made a joke when doing the movie Free Guy that they'd never worked together and pretended right. that uh, Green Lantern didn't exist. Angela, great, great joke. Angela Bassett. What? Dog, that was a fucking cast. Yeah. They just if they just would have given that man a fucking real suit, <laughs> that would have fixed everything. I think I think we at least would have got a number two and had a chance to improve on. It would have raised the the workplace morale. Yeah, because there's a great fucking cliffhanger with Mark Strong at the end of that movie of him turning evil as Sinestro. Marco Clark, Mark, Michael Clark Duncan. You know who that is? Mm-mm. He plays. Um, I was thinking of Michael Douglas. Lucius on Lucius is that his name? Talladega Nights. Yeah, Lucius. Oh, the pit captain. Yeah, fucking also great. Rest in yeah. peace. Rest in peace. Twenty twelve. Long time ago. Yeah, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> what movie am I? Is Green, Green Lantern? Lantern. <laughs> <laughs> the audience score for Green Lantern. Yes, audience score for Green Lantern. It got shit on. Um, it got it got fucking. People didn't like that movie. People were very upset about it. I don't know if that was critics or if audiences were like, still kind of fun. I feel like. I don't know. I feel like movies nowadays get a Ryan Reynolds bump. I don't know if that was if Ryan Reynolds was really in his prime there to get the Ryan Reynolds bump. 
Um, I was going to say something, but I've said it before, and I don't want to say it again. I think we're going to go – I like to reference baseball players when I, I give my numbers. Okay. A lot of the time. I know I've done a lot of Jackie Robinson 42. <laughs> yeah. Um, we're going to bump it up three points. We're going Hank Aaron 45. You got it, Ty. No fucking you way. Hammer and Hank it. fucking did it for me. Let's go. Forty-five percent. Are we sure Hank Aaron wore forty-five? Not know. really. I he wore forty-four. I don't know. I could be wrong. You <laughs> wore forty-four. I don't even know if that should count. But I guess it does. You <laughs> wore forty-four. Have you ever seen like the math teacher who's they fucking created the thing? She's like, you used the complete <laughs> wrong way, but you got the right answer. Yeah. Good is job. Pedro? Is it Pedro Martinez? <laughs> I, I don't know who you're thinking of, but um, Karen never wore number forty-five. That's fucking wonderful. Uh, I've never pa- been more Pedro happy. Martinez did. I was definitely thinking of Pedro Martinez. Their I was careers- thinking of the, I was thinking of MLB the show. They give you like the little emblems and it's got the numbers on it. I was thinking of Pedro. Their careers were only separated by about, you know, 25 years. <laughs> you know, totally understandable. 44? 44. Um, but you got it. Oh, I love that. <laughs> you got it. And uh, I'm proud of you. You've, you've now gotten everything I've thrown at you. That's, uh, that's what is it, not Berenstein Bears? Is it Berenstein Bears? Mandela Effect. No. Yeah. Yeah, the Mandela Effect, yes. Yeah, he wore 45. I know it. <laughs> <laughs> they've just they've wiped it from the internet. All that matters is you got it, and also you've always said that you would never get a exact number. Yeah, I say I always go funky, and I fucking I mixed it up this week by because you got Hank Aaron's number wrong. <laughs> That's the only reason. Otherwise, I would have gone forty four. All right. Well, I got something for you next week. I'm gonna let that be a surprise. Oh my god, I can't wait. I'm so fucking excited. That was the greatest I've ever felt about getting something completely wrong in my life. I'm proud of you, Ty. Uh, what do we got next week for the pod? Next week we got, um, I'm going to say it's probably not going to be a good movie. If you go in expecting bad things, it's going to be I go be in bad. expecting things all the time. All the time, Jay. I love to be blown off my feet. I love to have expectations inverted. Okay. Adver- inverted? Good enough for me. I know what you mean. Next week we're reviewing Transformers Rise of the Beasts. Now this is like number six in this franchise yeah i don't know if it's like a soft reset or what what the case is how many have you seen since the megan fox not including bumblebee because that's different timeline my understanding (sighs) hold on let me look because i'm gonna tell you zero i've seen zero since megan fox so i've seen i know you said since megan fox but i've seen one i've seen two those are megan fox number three they phase out megan fox and they tried giving shia labeouf a different hot girlfriend no chance. Seen that one. Yeah, he has a different girlfriend. No, no, but is Megan Fox in three at all? No. Okay, because I think in number two, again, never seen it. I'm pretty sure she's only in it for like ten minutes. No, she's in it. Trust me. I've talked about this before, maybe not on the podcast. Transformers 2 is like – it's not appropriate for the podcast to say. I saw number three, and then they did number four with Mark Wahlberg. Didn't see that one. I didn't see the two Mark Wahlberg ones. I did see Bumblebee. So this is the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. This is part of the prequel series that also falls in line with Bumblebee. So there you go. It is part of Bumblebee timeline. Well, they're all part of the same timeline, but Bumblebee takes place before. I think Bumblebee takes place in like the nineties. Oh, I'll be goddamned! I haven't seen Transformers too. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. <laughs> Pete Davidson's in this. He plays Mirage. 
Cristo Fernandez. Is that, a, is that a Transformer? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, an Autobot spy. Cristo Fernandez, otherwise known as... um. What the hell is his name? Now I feel Chris stupid. Fernandez? Christopher Chris? Fernandez. Please, what's it? Danny Rojas. Sorry. <laughs> Football is life? Yes, Football is life is in this. Which, not talking about it, Ted Lasso season finale. What about it? Wonderful. Yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed show. it. People who were saying that they didn't like season three, great, great season still. Don't give a fuck. Also, they're not done. They're doing a spinoff, 100%. Oh, yeah. 100% that, that's not over. The whole change in the book from, spoiler alert, the Lasso way to the Richmond way. That was a meta commentary on them changing the show name from Ted Lasso to the Richmond Way or something. Or just Richmond AFC. Yeah. Richmond FC, whatever their name it just, is. It was just meta. Not Ted Lasso, but same character, same story. Well, there's a rider strike right now, so it might be a little bit. We're going to wait. We got Transformers Rise of the Beast next week, Ty. Um, I'm excited to give you my new random whatever, whatever, you know, we'll see how it is. <laughs> um, I can't wait. I'm I gotta, so excited. I got I to gotta, I gotta figure out some logistics with it. But I'm excited for you to figure this out. You've had it brewing for a few weeks, and I've been locked in trying to get it out of you. And uh, you, well, you you earned it. Fucking Hammer and Hank and Pedro Martinez got me there. <laughs> Good job, Ty. Transformers next week. Go watch it, or don't. I feel like you could not watch it, still listen to the pod, and have a good time. Maybe do a draft. Maybe we'll do a draft. I don't hate it. So think about what we could do. In the meantime, be a good friend, everybody. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.